Hello and welcome to episode 29 of The Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store The Edge. This week we see a new side to one of the team as the news serves merely as a jumping off point for some of the more passionately debated subjects. There's even a little bit of dodgy internet there too, just to make you feel at home. Enjoy. I'm Ben Norris. I've taken a well-earned break from DIY to do The Edge today. Hi, I'm Jared Christmas and I'm so excited to be at The Edge today because I'm having DIY done in my house currently. It's not DIY if you're not doing it, prick. Let's argue after the intros then. Hi, I'm Emmanuel Tanubi and I now wear glasses. Not one of you noticed. Not one of you noticed. I just thought I you wore glasses and you didn't wear them on stage. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. And yeah, that, that makes that makes sense. Hi, I'm Tiff Stevenson, and I'm now also wearing glasses. Oh God, I should have bought me glasses. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be the odd one out. My, yeah. I mean, mine aren't actually for my sight. They're blue light glasses so that I can sleep at night after being on the laptop all day. I've actually got 20/20 vision, and let me assure you, with everything that's gone on this year, it's fucking terrible. Um, yeah, uh, they're they're for they're for blue light to take out, to cut out the off your devices because it uh, stops you from sleeping. Circadian my nightmares rhythms. of um, my nightmares of not having any income is stopping me from sleeping. Is it <laughs> <out of> that? <laughs> Possibly, they'd have to spend some of that income on a pair of these glasses, so maybe not. And <laughs> um, before I interrupted you to uh, do a little intro, there we were talking about Russell Brand's feminist di- discourse. Were we well, not? <laughs> yeah, so well. um, <laughs> you, were, you were explaining to me. I just, it sounds so much uh, like I, discharge. I, I, so, go on, go on, Ben. Because I hadn't heard the song, or indeed of either of the artists. Uh, yeah. The song was saying something like, "There are some whores in this house." The well, having Cardi B's had like maybe the most in the last couple of years, the most hot 100 sing- single Billboard chart hit. So Cardi B was in a reality show. She used to be a stripper. She's in the film Hustlers, and now she's like a, a rap artist and and singer. So she's teamed up with Megan Thee Stallion, who's also a rapper to do a song called WAP, W-A-P, which firstly I thought was about mobile phone internet, mm-hmm. but it turns out it's an acronym for wet ass pussy. Wow. So it's a song that, you know, some people are saying female empowerment. It's about owning your kind of, um, owning, enjoying sex and talking about sex and loving it. And according to Russell Brand, uh, because he's sort of slightly obsessed with this Madonna whore complex, it's not empowering when women talk about it, uh, if they talk about it like men, um, even though that's not giving women their own agency over how they want to describe their sexual experience. But so the video was entitled um, Feminine Masterpiece or Porn, and he was debating it. But that is Russell Brand that stuck a Barbie up his ass on stage once to protest <laughs> capitalism. Was that feminist masterpiece or porn? And I'd like to see a woman have a TV career after sticking a Barbie up her ass on stage. Um, <laughs> Was so it I lit? Think it wasn't lit, no. <laughs> a Barbie doll. A Barbie doll. Oh. What's, what's your take, though, Tiff? As as a woman, what's your take on the uh, Cardi B uh, on the track? Vi- I, I've only had a brief watch of the video, and he's sort of talking about if it's kind of comes within the remit of the male gaze, but who's to say who they're doing the video for? 
they, you know, like there are women that are buying the song, so they're relating to it, you know. Um, so it's yeah, about um, enjoying sex, you is know. It, and is it wet forward slash pussy. No, it's wet ass pussy. Wet, no, wet ass forward slash pussy. Ass, ass. That's American. It's American, so Ben. You, you can't say ass. And the pussy is wet. The ass and the pussy are wet, or is it? Uh, wet, wet ass becomes uh, a conjoined adjective for pussy. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. It's an American wet. Yeah, ass. they're not. They're not talking about the taint. They're not talking about the bit between <laughs> Biffin's <They're> Bridge. Not, <laughs> the Biffin's Bridge. The gooch. Yeah. They're not talking about that bit. They're talking about. That's that's rarely got into any pop song, has it? Ever? No, it hasn't. And you know what? It's really upset. I, I mean, I'm enjoying it by how much it's upset someone like Ben Shapiro, who went on TV and like read out the lyrics in a really dry fashion. Uh, the opposite of wet ass pussy, actually, because women healed up nice. listening to him nice. read those lyrics out. Um, but yeah, it, it very much upset him. And there were talk about it not being kind of like chaste values or modest. But, you know, um, the argument there would be male rappers have been talking about, you know, banging chicks up the arse and getting their dick sucked for long enough. So if women want to talk about enjoying sex, why shouldn't they? Go for it, I say, sisters. Go for it. <laughs> Don't you think it's a race to the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the funny nice. Are you okay, mate? <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yes, there was Russell Brand in his video was uh, displaying an amount of cleavage, which meant I couldn't concentrate on what he said. That's the real war. Everyone's talking about the cultural war. Russell Brand and his neckline has been a battle for the last couple of years. Doesn't so he have if the right going... to wear whatever he wants, though? Is that not for you to judge? He does. Him? He does. He does have. Yeah, I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't. But through just a male gaze, shame him. <laughs> I would say through a male gaze, it, it just seems though he's wearing a singlet that doesn't fit. <laughs> That's the male gaze. <laughs> True. Could you say to a nerd gaze? I'd prefer that more because I like a nerd gaze. <laughs> Through a nerd gaze, he yeah. would be, um, uh, I would say he would be a cleric in Dungeons and Dragons, but an <laughs> evil cleric. He wouldn't be, uh, he wouldn't be a healing cleric. Right. Well, yeah. He causes so yeah, you light gotta, wounds. You've got to go watch the video and then, and then make your own minds up. But I do think someone who was serious, who was shagger of the year three times in a row is probably not the person. I think there's a discussion to be had. I'm not sure that he's the person to be having it. Let's be honest. Well, I don't see why there needs to be a discussion. It's a matter of choice, really, doesn't it? If you, yeah. don't, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Well, I've, don't, always, yeah. <laughs> I've always felt that way about most things. If you don't like it, go the fuck home. Like, you know, no one's forcing you to listen to that. When, yeah. So really your opinion means nothing to anyone. Uh, it's that's what today's all about, well, isn't it? Sadly, that is the end of all debate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Don't listen yeah. to it. Don't have anything to do with it. Good night. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> I'm like him breaking it down. So is he thinking that someone's going to go, oh, do you know what, Russell, you've got a point. I'm not going to put this out. It's a, it's a question of art and art is subjective. Like, they... You, People have cut cows in half, put them in a frame, and gone. That's art. I just think that's a waste of a decent steak. But <laughs> who, like, who, who am I? Who am I to? 
you're going to need one hell of a big screw in the wall, don't you, to make that uh, stand? Oh, yeah. I, I, rem I remember there was, um, a, uh, there was a piece on, it was on Channel 4 where this guy used his own excrement to paint. And, and, and I just thought, first of all, that's nasty. But then I thought, I'm never going to buy that, so I don't care. That's down to him to do. If that's what he wants to do, then you, you crack on. Damien Hurst is an interesting one because uh, it's all butterflies and skulls, which if you go into Claire's accessories, you can get for 99p. Uh, he's just done it with a 3,000% markup. Guys, I'll tell you what art is. It's a child in New Zealand having a piece of Lego up his nose for two years and then snorting it out. That is wow. art. Tell you what it is as well, news. Well, all that, over every single newspaper. That's the, the, the main international story on the BBC. That. <laughs> oh, do, you, do you know that happened to my sister with a piece of um, stuffing from a cuddly toy? My mum said that when she was young, she noticed like she first thought it was a cold and she was like, you've got your nose is blocked all the time. And then this smell started appearing. And I, I think it had been up there like a good couple of months. And uh, eventually my mum took her to the doctors and they were like, um, there's a piece of stuffing from your teddy bear that your daughter's just crammed up her nose. And my obviously uncle, gone <laughs> Sorry, my uncle claims that when he was 20 years old, he was throwing peanuts in the air and catching them in his mouth. One went up his nose and he was drunk. He tried to get it out, pushed it up a bit further, then continued getting drunk, forgot about it until a year later when it started growing through his sinuses. I don't know if it's true, but that is a family story. Jared, <laughs> I'm not medical, but I can tell you it's not true. <laughs> oh, don't take this away from me, Ben. Not again. My uncle had a peanut tree in his face. Don't think peanuts grow like that, do they? Like, can they? And that's no. the seed of a nut tree. I don't think so. No. Let me Google that so we don't have bad information on the podcast. Hang on. The nuts are delicious. How do we get legume? Here? It's a legume. <laughs> it is a, a legume. legume. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Is it peanut? Is a legume? I do have information. You don't need to Google. I just. <laughs> okay. Russell Brand. We got to legume from Russell Brand. There's a game. Sticking, to play. sticking things in places. Yeah. Barbies, peanuts. Yeah, find a whole Lego. And hope it doesn't grow later. Yeah, um, it, uh, Jared, it amazes me that that's the biggest story coming out of New Zealand when um, your prime minister is isn't she locking out lots of Kiwis out of the country uh, currently? Uh, isn't there a lot um, of them trying to get? No, back? they can come back in, but there's a the debate is whether they should pay for their two weeks quarantining. There's a big movement of mainly right-wing sort of people wanting people to pay for the quarantining. Pay for what? Um, so they have to, New Zealanders going back to New Zealand have to quarantine for two weeks and the government's been paying for them to stay in hotels. Right, okay. At that time. They can't quarantine at home? No, because they oh. know quarantining at home, people aren't going to do it properly, are they? So they quarantine them in hotels uh, that the government can keep an eye on. But even then, people have been sneaking out of the hotels and uh, going to the cinema going out to buy booze and stuff like that. And that's how they've got their infections back again. They had a hundred days at zero cases. Mm. Now it turns out that someone might've, I don't, I don't know the full extent, but it started off with three people in the same family. And now it's up to over 70 cases already. And that's in a matter of days. Wow. There's a super spreader on the loose. Well, there's an easy fix for that. Don't put them in a hotel, put them in prison. Done. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what some of them are saying. They're saying this hotel is like a prison. And you're like, well, go to prison. That's prison. And then see if you can make the comparison. So there was, I know that like two British people, I think, bought the first batch of cases to, to New Zealand. Apparently two women who stopped, who got off a plane or something, had to stop to pee or yeah, peed they... at the side of the road or something. I can't remember. Well, yeah, so they were quarantined. <laughs> you women stop they, spoiling it for everyone you really really would have upset Russell Brand if he'd have been on that plane too many wet ass pussies man you know what I mean <laughs> um, so those two women uh, came back and were quarantined and then asked for compassionate uh, reasons to get out early so that they could go and visit a dying relative and then they drove from Auckland to Wellington which is about 600 kilometres I think and it uh, turned out one of them... And killed a relative. <laughs> well, they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, they tried to claim that they didn't stop at all on a 600-kilometer journey. And then it turned out they stopped about eight times. And they went, went to visit some family friends. And they had to end up testing about 3,500 people because of them. Wow. Wow. What a pair of knobheads. Yeah. yeah, Dominic Cummings managed to get to Durham and back without stopping, didn't he? With, with small children, yeah. <laughs> See, this this is a problem. People, like people, are, the problem with the world is people. There are souls. It's as simple <laughs> as that. I mean, you're taught. I, I still find it very hard to believe that people are moaning about things that will save your life. Like it's that you're you're arguing about not dying. It's absolutely pathetic, and, and it's and it and it's still a thing. Put your mask on. Stop fucking moaning. Go to shop, then go home. Be done with it. Yeah. Well, it. There's a court case in New Zealand now where people are trying to take the government to court saying the lockdown was illegal. And you're like, wow. look around you, man. Look around you. Read the room. <laughs> well, it's amazing to me where like, you see the no maskers on, on sort of Twitter and on the internet. Like at the uh, last week, I saw someone call someone who worked in Asda a job's worth trying to make them put a mask on like you're not going to pet me you're sheeple look at you sheeple and i'm like mm. these are the same people who in the midst of the pandemic were considered key workers and to yeah. be risking themselves in order to be able to help you now are sheeple and jobs worth and th there is no mask that can cover being a cunt ultimately <laughs> there's, a, there's no amount of fabric that can cover that we up. should you know what there is there's a little bit there's a little bit of latex that can stop that but not enough people wear them <laughs> <laughs> yeah they keep breeding more people who don't want to wear masks yeah and even even wearing the mask properly like that seems to be too much of a thing like you see people who are wearing it here or around their chin and you're like yeah. you know like like the, the nose is very much the penis of the face so you're just walking around with your dick out you've tucked the balls away but you've left this <laughs> like you're not going to stop the spread if it's if you're breathing you're just still sharing all the droplets is it wrong to walk around with it no it doesn't matter Sorry. <laughs> there's always been people like this though i was reading an article about during the the blitz in london there were people who refused to turn their lights off because they were saying you know why should i have to you know you're you're making all of this up i'm you know i'm exercising my freedom and they just had uh you know wardens go around and if they didn't turn their lights off they smashed their lights we're done with it. Oh, oh wow. so you know what? Right, I'm on board with this. Let me go around. If I see someone without a mask on, I get to punch them. I think that's really, <laughs> really fair. The thing is, if they'd been left to their own devices, the um, 
the Luftwaffe would have put their lights out, wouldn't they? That would have been perfect. <laughs> yes, but that's only with the benefit of hindsight. Now we know that there were bombing raids. At you the mean time. hindsight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean 2020? Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's the same thing, though, isn't it? People hadn't seen a bomb fall in their area and were being told to take precautions on that basis. Now we know there were definitely bombs coming, but they didn't at the time. Do you know what I mean? So it's a question of who you believe. And uh... for me, it's all about risk, isn't it? If you say there's a bomb coming, right? If I mm. if I believe you, and turn my lights off, then the chances are I may not get hit by a bomb. So yeah. that's a big enough risk for me to go. I'm going to turn my lights off. Plus, I'm saving electricity. So yeah. well, you're a sheeple, mate. You're a sheeple. <laughs> yeah, you've got to start thinking for yourself. Stop yeah. letting other people tell you what to do, man. Yeah. yeah, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get all the uh, jagged little red pills on the internet, as I've started calling them, jagged little red pills cr uh, crying into your timeline, telling you that uh, it's forced vaccination. And also, I, I get an email. I don't know if anyone else is getting these. I get an email about once a week from family members with mad <laughs> right, stories. God, someone's in contact with the old fan <laughs> just with like mad conspiracy shit and ch chain letters and one about right. sending kids back to school and they're going to take your kids out of school uh with no notice to you and send them to a camp oh like... i wish i would oh, that'd be awesome <laughs> that'd be awesome if my kids love that. camping <laughs> yeah, you're talking to a lot of tired parents. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, on the I'm, train, I'm kids. part time parent. It's on the train. <laughs> no, we don't know where it's going in the moment, but apparently it's going to be great fun. Of course, I'll meet you there. Of course. <laughs> this has turned quite dark, guys. Uh, talking of people being cunts, I read yesterday that this eat out to help out thing has created absolute carnage in restaurants and pubs and stuff with people just who never leave the house, have never gone out for a meal. So places are too busy. Um, places haven't been open for a long time. They're a bit short on staff. They've got a lot of extra PPE stuff to do, a lot of extra spacing stuff to do. And the customers are being such pricks to restaurants. Again, that people, everything we've discussed yeah. has been people. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's yeah, most of our problems, uh, you're right, Emmanuel, most of the problems we are going to discuss ever on this show are going to be something to do with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is that's a fair point yeah, um, yeah. although a cat got covid didn't it yes you want to move away from people a cat got covid i blame the owner yes, people yeah <laughs> what are you expecting the, the problem is Sorry. expecting the staff in is the other thing i think a comic did an american comic did a joke about it on on Twitter, but it, 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 the fact that you're asking people who work in supermarkets and people who work in restaurants and stuff like this to basically be nightclub bouncers and take on these mm. people who don't want to, you know, and I, you know, it's, it's, you want to challenge, but I just get wound up. I'm like, look at all of these people. Just like, what is the point of me wearing one? If you're not going to, I'm protecting you. You're not protecting me. Why are you such an asshole? But then I can only control what I do. I can't control everyone else. Otherwise I go fucking mad. I don't know why we're surprised that so few people in this country are uh, inconsiderate towards others when uh, the vast majority of them voted conservative. It's very much part of the, uh, the agenda, isn't it? If you're a Tory to not give two fucks about anybody else. Yeah, but that other guy was crazy. He was good. He wanted to give everyone free internet then. 
That is mental. <laughs> Can you imagine what a world that would be? Free internet? Disgusting. You said furry internet, which sounded even more interesting. <laughs> this internet is quite furry, to be fair, today. Yeah. I, I went to a restaurant That's in fair. Bristol last week before a gig, and they weren't doing the £10 deal because they were they were mm. just too small. And he said most of their meals are like £10. So I think if it's only £10, it's like halved. And he said the, the paperwork just to get four quid per meal from the government said it's not worth it. And then a couple walked in and said, are you doing the £10 thing? And he said, no, we're not. And the guy went, ah, oh, well, you're fucking shit. And then walked out. I was like, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess to some extent people have realised that the we are all going to pay this back in tax. So if you don't go and get your £10 off your meal, you're robbing yourself. So you people have realised <laughs> they might as well go and get their 10 quid's worth because they will be paying the bill eventually. If you go to a restaurant and buy a, you know, for even a £9 meal or something, you're likely to buy a drink or two while you're in there. The bill, you know, as we all know, when you go to a restaurant and you have a starter and a bottle of wine, suddenly it's, you know, it's 35 quid ahead easily. And so you might as well, you know, the restaurateurs might as well go for it, I would have thought. Or at Heston Blumenthal. Well, you know. <laughs> no, but yes, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, there's a few, there's a few where I live that just have gone. We don't need to, and it's busy enough anyway. Because I think people, mm. uh, what the government didn't realise is that people probably do want to go out and eat, especially if you live in, especially if you live in cities. Because during lockdown, the one thing that you kind of come to realise is if you live in somewhere like London or you live in a big city, you're in Manchester, Birmingham, whatever you go. Uh, what is the fucking point of being here if none of if none of the restaurants or bars or theatres or anything are open? Like the benefits of being in a busy, busy city is access to these things. So I think people probably would have gone out and uh, gone out and spent money regardless, you know. Um, yeah. But but I've I've had a couple of the older eat out to help out whilst listening to what else pussy. Hey-o. I bet Russell Brand's uh, meet out to help out as well. Uh, yeah, look at that. We finally got to the end. I know. My mum's the, the OG of that. This is a really old joke of mine, but it, it's true that it happened. My mum is the woman who once genuinely went into a coffee shop and said, can I have one of those? Uh, I have two cappuccinos and one of those Punani things, please. <laughs> Did she get it? He said, take out or eat in. What? That's the joke. But the real thing is her saying Punani instead of Panini. And she's never been allowed to forget it. Especially because it was a yeah, cheesy great, Punani. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was, it a, was it a tuna? Oh, You're not going to get them two mixed up. Get little brown marks on your growler. <laughs> on your growler. <laughs> Can you edit that out? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a nineteen nineties yeah. reference, man. Growler. It's vintage. Um, Public Health England to be scrapped and something identical to be introduced with a different name. Uh, do you know, Is yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a lot of bollocks. I think all they're gonna do is literally change the name and then give everyone their job back. Yeah. That that'll be it. It's the snickers of government policy. Yeah, <laughs> we're starburst our way through this, guys. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. Oh, I want to think of a third one quickly. Somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, when did Marathon become a Snickers anyway? I mean, it must be the, the whole lifetime of some of the younger listeners. 
got to be what 25 oh, years ago or more did they have yeah. to change it because the initial name suggested too much of it being like something that you would eat and then do sport with like, a, like an energy Marath thing i thought it was named marathon because it took so long to eat it you had to take <laughs> oh you had to take like three and a half hours if you hadn't if you trained to eat it. <laughs> otherwise you had to take a day <laughs> it was very early 1990s that they changed it Right. What about so opal me, fruit? Feels like recent, you know. I, I can remember <laughs> the, the marathon. I remember being horrified when they said it was going to change the name to Snickers because it seemed um, like an Americanization, which of course it probably was. I think we were standardising. And didn't uh, Mars get bought out by uh, an American company? Is that what happened? Mars is the American company. I thought Mars were British originally. Is that not right? Oh yeah, maybe because Hershey's is the big American one, isn't it? American Mars, chocolate. I'm not afraid to say it. It's fucking rank, mate. Oh, it's not even chocolate, is it? Oh, no. fuck off. Yeah, it's it's. It, I don't know if it's the heat that they have there, but they don't. Ha they have all sweeteners in it, which is what's happened to all the soft drinks here now. Like the only Coke that's good in America is Mexican Coke, which is like raw cane like syrup, and it and is your I magic. Thought you, I thought and you were going to say something else. Then, yeah. <laughs> that's not the only good <laughs> Coke in America. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, the only good, the only good coke cola. is Mexican <laughs> coke. Is illegal immigration coke. Coca-Cola is what I meant. But everything's been sugar taxed now and it tastes like shit. Does your Mexican coke mm. come with ice? <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aspartame. Um, aspartame, is it? Is aspartame, yeah. Aspartame is the sweetener. A horrible thing. Yeah, it's, I'd much rather have the sugar and all the dangers involved in that than the unknown future horrors of aspartame, which just can't be good for you. It's horrible. Well, like, that's. I think all of that stuff is quite uh, possibly carcinogenic, so you just have to accept you're going to have sugar. Putting tax on it, mm. all it does is then make, you know... You can't like Coke is now the only drink um, in the UK that has actual. You can't even get like a full fat Dr Pepper or a Fanta, and everything's got this sweetener in it now. And Diet Coke has always been revolting. Make as many sexy topless man ads as you like. Tastes like dog shit, mate. Mm -hmm. Not going to make it taste any nicer. <laughs> so um, it's another one of the you know government. The sugar tax was the Conservatives, wasn't it? I think. Do you know, all of these different taxes, they call it, just, it's just, call it what it is, you want to make more money on it, like congestion tax, and that was apparently to make London le less congested, it did it fuck, it just got, it was still just as busy, but you earned money off it, so now we're going to yeah. make money off sugar, like, if, if sugar was discovered now, it would be a controlled substance, it's, they only do the sugar tax because they can't openly sell cocaine, when they do that, <laughs> no, no one will care about the sugar tax. Well, here's the, here's the thing. So the sugar tax has just meant that none of the drinks have sugar. So we've just received the decline in quality because those companies went, nah, fuck it. So there's like one drink now that you can get, li literally all of them just saying, like even a squash, you know, you used to get a squash and go, I'll have a... Yeah, I some for my kids camping recently and we wanted to get old school squash with sugar in. But they all had sweeteners, and many of them had sugars and sweeteners. You think, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the real shit, guys. Yeah. I want to get the sugar. I want to get yeah. it in my face. I want to drink <laughs> it. And um, yeah, but they've they've obviously decided it's not worth. 
I think Doritos is another one of the Mexican drinks, which is like their fizzy pop. And that's got a really high sugar. They used yeah. to do that on taco trucks and shit here. Doritos. And now you just, Doritos, I think it oh. is. And now with the sugar, sugar tax, it's about four or five quid a bottle. So people are like, no. Wow. And no pubs uh, wow. stock uh, normal Coca-Cola and stuff on tap anymore because it's just too expensive. So if you, yeah. if, like, if you get a Jack Daniels and Coke and they use it, the tap, it's uh, the sugar-free stuff. Mm. Zero. you'll have to sneak your own coca-cola into the pub just drink whiskey straight yeah. like a normal person <laughs> it was just an example mate don't get upset <laughs> you, have, you have a lot more uh, absolute opinions than I said you're doing, <laughs> I think, uh, it's only a matter of time before there is the Emmanuel Sanubi political party and they'll have slogans like if you don't like it don't listen to it put them in prison oh, that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> and and every, you know you'd all vote as well. You know what I don't like? People! Yeah. You know what I don't like? Coca-Cola with whiskey. Get out! <laughs> yeah. I would We're love done. those ones. That'd be brilliant. That'd be me at my debate. Let the other party say something. Just go, shut up. And that's it. That's the end of my debate. <laughs> Emmanuel, is that a red leather chair you're sat in today? That is classy. Can we have a look? Can we have a look at the Rec recliner as well? Like my, 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 my feet, my feet are up. Oh mate. yeah, look at that. So you're very relaxed for an angry man. This is why. Get yourself a red leather recliner. It's really hard to like. See, that's the thing, especially when it comes to like quarantining. This is the best thing that could ever happen. I love being away from people. Now, now I've got a reason. To not go anywhere. It's, I used to lie and just say, "Ah, oh, kids are ill." So, I mean, that, that's what I used to do. Whereas yeah, now, oh, I don't need on top of that, Emmanuel, you pretty much always wore a mask when you were out in the evenings, anyway, didn't you? Got <laughs> people talking to me. It's face. Put yourself a mask on. Cover yourself in the hood. Everyone like shits himself and can leave you alone. Perfect. Put the money in the bank. Exactly. <laughs> Could I please impose upon you to give us a little positive to to take home before we finish? No, Just, not all uh, people are arseholes. <laughs> oh, okay, that's lovely. There are but all arseholes of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting them put on a t-shirt. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we seem to have tied everything up nicely to back to the arsehole. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> So there you have it, t-shirt slogans galore. For our live section we jump back to a time when the big issues were leaving the EU and something called a ladies faff, as Jenny Collier and Scott Capuro join Jared and Ben to smash through some pretty tricky questions. What we're going to do now ladies and gentlemen, who's seen Question Time on the BBC? Who's seen Question Time on the BBC? Yeah, well this is our version of it, yeah? So a lot of things are not going to get answered. Um, we've got a very strong panel here, very international. Uh, England, America, Wales, very international. Um, so I think the best, the best current topic, uh, because Theresa May's just lost big time in uh, Parliament on her deal again. Um, what was that? What was it? Oh, no, watch the replays when you get home. Um, <laughs> I don't want to spoil the result for you, mate. You, I, I know you've recorded what, I it. I think he meant what was Parliament. Parliament <laughs> is... Um... So, uh, what are your thoughts on where we go from here? And I would like to kick things off 
Uh, Benjamin Norris. Uh, well, thank you, mate. Uh, I, um, I mean, but obviously, it's vitally important that we don't have a no-deal Brexit. The no-deal Brexit is fucking mental. Isn't it? it's, it's a bit like the divorcing couple who are arguing over uh, maintenance payments and custody of the children, deciding instead to fucking shoot both the kids in the face and burn the house down. <laughs> because no family is better than a bad family. <laughs> This whole fucking know something is better than a bad something else is bullshit generally, isn't it? No blowjob is better than a bad blowjob. <laughs> Has said no man ever. Sure, a good blowjob is better than a bad blowjob, but a bad blowjob is still infinitely preferable to no blowjob. And I can tell you that as a man who's been married for 20 years. I think you should join the new independent group with that manifesto there, Ben. <laughs> Um, Why, will Chuck or Amuna suck me off? Is that what's <laughs> going to happen? If you're lucky. Great. Um, There's just so much backbiting. The politicians seem disinterested in what the voters think, and they're just trying to wipe each other out, right? And, and, and all the, 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 that woman that was called a Nazi, uh, you know... Um, Eva Braun? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that one too. <laughs> Close. Um, she, her constituency voted overwhelmingly to leave, and she's trying to stop it. And it's just really... Don't call her a Nazi. That's silly. I mean, she's, you know... The Nazi had a fucking strategy, you know. That <laughs> she's a fucking sourpuss, fucking hypocrite. Call her that, but a Nazi seems unfair. I just think the whole—I don't care how you voted, right? If, if you did vote or know how to, the, the whole thing, the whole—the conservative party, the conservatives need a makeover. They do, don't they? Maybe they're gonna have one tonight. They need a makeover. We'll, we should start at number ten. Only we choose the cladding, and uh, that is a great reference. Well played. Well see played. them all burn. It just—it seems like a disaster. It seems the, 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 the U.S. and the U.K. seem to replicate each other in ridiculousness right now. It's odd, very odd, isn't it? What's Wales' yes. take on this? <laughs> well, I reckon that because Theresa May is like she's going to go now, ho hopefully soon, I think. But she's been like struggling for a while. Like, I noticed her mouth for ages reminded me of um, ladies. You know your faff when. <laughs> <laughs> When someone goes down on you to completion and then they think that's a good time to whack their knob in and you're like... <laughs> a lot of guys going like, what's gone down on to completion, mean? <laughs> that's, that's my take on it. Right. <laughs> I feel like I made the right choice, actually. <laughs> Funnily enough, it was only a few months ago, wasn't it, Theresa May, she said uh, a few times, she said, Britain will remain a strong and reliable partner even after withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> We've all said stuff like that pre-withdrawal. <laughs> nice one. Well, I think that has cleared up that issue well and truly. Uh, and <laughs> you three should definitely be in charge. So... Uh, <laughs> Anybody in the audience got a topic, a current news topic that they really need some uh, proper answers to? Just put your hand up, up, and I'll come over and visit. Oh, this got all right at the back. I mean, you're easy to get to, so I'll go. I'll go for this one. <laughs> right, excuse me. Oh, he's going out into the crowd. Isn't this what Michael Barrymore used to do? <laughs> yes, but no one's going to die in a pool. <laughs> was it you? Who was it? You there? Hello. What's your name? Where do you come from? My name is Joe, and I'm from Bath. Hi, Joe from Bath. Um, what is your question, Joe from Bath? Megan and Kate discuss. Ooh, oh, good you mean one. Well, 
Harry and Meghan, uh, there's a baby on the way, isn't there? There's another, another, oh, another fucking... I guess. <laughs> I, do you know, I genuinely do think it should be a one-in-one-out deal now with the royals. <laughs> that fucking baby can't come out till Phil's gone, you know? <laughs> Which, the way he drives, should not be long, should it? <laughs> what does Wales think? <laughs> Which one do we prefer? No, I mean, I mean, Megan's at Buckingham Palace right now selling stuff on eBay and painting all the bedrooms purple. Fucking, <laughs> f- fucking, get rid of them. They're so expensive, those bitches. They dress up every day. Who do they think they are, princesses? <laughs> do you know, I got in a row in my local pub recently about this because I, I'm not, like Scott, I'm not a massive royalist. And, um, <laughs> but some... Some friends of mine, they were saying that, you know, they were saying, but you've got to remember, you know, how much money the royal family makes in tourism. And I was saying, yeah, but imagine how many people would come here to watch us execute them. <laughs> and not all in one weekend, fucking spread it out over yeah, six months. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this other bloke said, he was saying something, he said, it's weird to think, isn't it? When the Queen dies, Charlie will be on all the banknotes. I said, you're a bit late, mate. Charlie's already on all of them. <laughs> yes! <laughs> or, or, or at least something that's meant to have a bit of Charlie in it, but quite clearly doesn't. <laughs> Hey, Harry. Also, the Queen's already dead. She's been dead for years. I just feel her trying to push that bitch on a balcony every 12 months. Okay, it's Christmas. You started the war, now finish it. God, you people. Pussies. Anyway. I wonder if there's a, um, a, a, an alternate take on this. Uh, is there a, <laughs> at all any positivity from the panel for, uh, for the Royales? What are they for? Yes. Does anyone know? Racism. What do they want it now? But no, on the banknotes, on the banknotes, if you fold it correctly, um, you can make the Queen's chin look like her bum. That's what they're for. (laughs) It looks like that anyway. You can also make it look like she's sucking a big cock too. Mm. Are you serious? Yeah, I can show you. Obviously not now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, well, that's the royals uh, well and truly (laughs) dealt with. Dealt with. Um, (laughs) Any other... uh, Oh, yeah, you down the front. All right, mate. What's your name? Where do you come from? Uh, what's your name? Where do you come from? Uh, Mike from Gloucester. Mike from Gloucester, you everybody. Know, can can you stay there for a minute? Can I ask a lady? Just stay there on his lap, as it was. I just want to ask the lady from Bath. Do you do you support the girl? Do you like them? I was curious. Curious. Uh, Joe from Bath. I just wondered who's winning the cat fight. Oh, oh right. Why is it a cat fight? Posh white lady Bath question. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, really. Of course it's... Of course it's cats. So much time She's probably got nine of the fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I forgot your name, but you are from Gloucester. Mike. Mike from Gloucester. What's your question? How good are those Gloucester services on the M5, mate? They are fucking <laughs> solid, aren't they? They are good. Uh, all right, what's your question, champ? Uh, talk about the... Uh, what's the thoughts behind... Too slow, mate. Too fucking slow. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's, I'm, I'm hesitant to fucking you ask, really. Him. What's your name and where do you come uh, from? James from Norwich. James from Norwich, everybody. He's got an extra finger on his right hand. Um, and uh, what's your, and uh, what's your question? Uh, what's your opinion on Madeleine McCann's parents not wanting to be in the documentary? Oh. <laughs> are, you making, are you making a documentary about Madeleine McCann, are you? I should have. Maybe we should stick with Mike's question, actually. Right. Uh, I think they can't be in it because uh, they want to interview the killers in the next documentary. <laughs> They're saving them for the big finish. Little Maddie, the little Madeline McCann can. <laughs> the thing is, look, look, they killed her. We have to move on from that. What's the documentary? They were doctors. They knew how to do it, right? Don't you agree, Wales? Don't you think? 
Well, I don't. I'm. <laughs> don't, don't fall don't into the trap. <laughs> Do not fall into the trap. I think Scott's dealt with that, um, <laughs> and we can all start distancing ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. What was your question? What do you think about the too fucking long, mate? Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I think this is why on the real question time, they know what questions are going to be yeah, asked true. before they fucking start recording. <laughs> Give it when one they're more in chance. Norwich, one it's all chance. Madeline McKent. No, come on, one more time. Look. What do you think about the rise in knife crime in the UK? Good one. It's That's a fucking uh, good one. Well done. It is a good one. Uh, as an American, I think it's kind of sweet. It's old school, right? Stabbing. It's you really care. You really do. You care. I like it. I heard someone on the radio just a couple of days ago saying uh, knife crime in the UK is sword. And I thought, don't bring swords into it. <laughs> Stabbing means something else to gay men. You know... What does it mean, Scott? It's bragging. You'll find out later. <laughs> is there much knife crime in Wales? Just butter knives, really. There's nothing... Nothing really very violent. Oh, what have you got to say, Wales? <laughs> Truffle butter... Is that a euphemism? I don't... It's his pet name. It's his pet name for James from Norwich. Um, Theresa May, on this subject, said that the, uh, the decline of police numbers and uh, the rise of knife crime, there was no correlation. Um, what do you say to that? It's quite clear that there's not as many cops about now, mm. isn't it? I mean, mm. if you drink, drive as often as I do, it's quite a relief. <laughs> but <laughs> these old geezers are going, what? They fucking ban that as well now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, in some places there's no cops. There's just the, the community support officers are running them. Have you seen these guys? They look fucking terrified, don't they? You feel like going up to them, put your arm around and go, yeah, mate, it is rough around here. <laughs> they shouldn't really let you out on your own. <laughs> and be honest, that's not even a real radio, is it? Yeah. What are we going to have next? Community support firemen <laughs> who just stand outside your house going, that is fucking burning down. <laughs> someone should phone someone, that looks bad. Which is how Grenfell happened, I think, pretty much. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's the whole section dealt with. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our three team players on Burning Issues. So that's it from episode 29. Please give us a review if you can and subscribe if you haven't already. Do check out our online shows at thecomedystorelive.co.uk and our growing batch of outdoor shows at thecomedystore.co.uk. You have been listening to Emmanuel Sanubi, Tiff Stevenson, Ben Norris and Jared Christmas plus Scott Caporo and Jenny Collier in the live section. This podcast is edited and produced by me, Simon Mason and special thanks as always to The Edge producer, Mr. John Connor. We'll see you next time.